This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Courtney Whitehead to the show. Courtney will talk about how to unite spiritual and work life together. Courtney, welcome to the show. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to talk right off the bat about what inspired you to write the new book, Working Whole. A story that comes to mind, and and it's something that I actually reference in the book uh, fairly early on, is that I was working with a client and uh, we were talking through her making a career change. And she referenced that she had had a conversation with her previous leadership team uh, sitting around having lunch one day where she shared that she thought that pursuing goals was really the essence of a fulfilled life, that, that human beings just innately need to be doing stuff that moves towards uh, seeking fulfillment, pursuing goals, using their skills in the best possible way. Um, and the other executive that was there with her uh, shared that he felt that his spiritual belief um, really meant that you were supposed to focus on contentment and uh, not pursuing goals. And she reflected back on that and said, I'm not really sure how I might reconcile these thoughts. How can I work for a leader uh, that isn't trying to pursue new things, isn't trying to push boundaries, just wants to be content with the status quo? Um, and so I took a step back from that conversation and thought through for myself Wow, I, I absolutely agree with what both of them have to say. Um, I do believe that pursuing goals, um, especially goals that are meaningful to you, um, are is part of what it takes to live fulfilled. Uh, but my own spiritual beliefs also encourage the idea of peace and contentment and surrender. Um, and all of that felt like uh, a conflict. And so it was the start of the journey. This was about Four years ago, it was the start of a journey to to try to use what I do for a living, which is which is being a career coach and merge that with figuring out how people can bring in um, their spiritual beliefs, um, as well as how I can do it myself in still pursuing the things that are meaningful in still trying to make an impact on the world and still, frankly, having some level of ambition. Um, But how then do you use what you're working on in the rest of your life? to help manifest that in a way that that gives you almost the best of both worlds so that you are actually living um, with a heightened level of purpose and fulfillment and peace. And I have to tell you, as a fellow career coach, I'm so grateful that you're tackling this topic because it is important. And and often there is the great divide, right, between the personal, the professional, the spiritual. And you, you shared something so beautiful in your materials. You help people become more creative and accepting of change and open-hearted in their professional lives. And that really, really resonated for me. So let's talk a little bit about how there is often a conflict in the working world and our spiritual beliefs. In what way is there a conflict? This is an extraordinary conflict in a a lot of ways. So if if I think of the eight beliefs that I focus on in the book, um, and the book itself is not meant to have any particular religious paradigm. It can also speak to people who are spiritual but not religious. But it looks to take eight core beliefs, um, which are humility, surrender, discipline, gratitude, 
connection, love, power, and patience. Um, and, and these are beliefs that really do show up in, in, in most religions and spiritual practices. And it looks to take those and say, how do they apply in the business world or how do they apply ultimately to your career? Uh, and, and there's a conflict in almost every single one. If you take humility as an example, uh, we are thinking that we want to not make our lives all about us and we don't want to obsess on ourselves and we want to think more broadly. Uh, but ultimately, in the business world, more and more, uh, we are pushed to pay attention to self-promotion and how are we marketing and how are we more special than other people and are we making sure that that is clear. Uh, and all of that feels like a conflict. Surrender certainly might create spiritual peace, but it isn't the way we are taught to go after uh, new markets. It isn't the way we're taught to pursue uh, new clients. And so what the book seeks to do is take each of these beliefs one at a time, really, and help people see, not in a formulaic way, because obviously you have to grow spiritually in your own time, but it helps people see to see what is this belief supposed to mean in my career? What is it? Is it truly a conflict or am I just using it differently? Or am I just, which I find more often, just separating the two worlds? So what a lot of people have done is instead of dealing with the conflict and trying to find a way to align their lives or anchor their lives, uh, they've instead decided to just live two separate lives. So there is what I'm working on in my personal or, or spiritual life. And, and maybe people are going on retreats and really spending lots of time trying to work on their yoga or their meditation or, or attend services. But when they show up from Monday through Friday, they're just playing by a completely different set of rules. Um, not necessarily a, um, not, not that they're uh, being, being disloyal to their employer or, or not that they're trying to do anything that's too egregious in their work life, but they're just thinking that the rules in the real world are different and they're pursuing their career in a way that won't ultimately lead them to fulfillment. Do you think though this, this uh, beautiful opportunity to really honor fulfillment and living lives with meaning and purpose certainly through the message of your book, will move the needle and allow us to be more courageous and authentic at work? I, I certainly hope so. But are you seeing some measure of this? There is no question. Um, and so we have a spiritual life so that we can overcome the fears that really limit us so that we can fully experience the peace and beauty and uh awe and excitement that, that is possible in life. That is really why we seek these practices out in the first place. And so bringing them into the workplace gives us the opportunity to overcome the fears that exist there, to overcome the things that we've built up, the walls we've built up that have helped us, helped us be safe, but they've not helped us be drawn to the work we most want to do. They've not helped us truly show or even, frankly, develop the skills we most want to have. Um, and the more that we do this, the more we are able to experience the career we, we will be most fulfilled in. Now, to be fair, I know for myself, uh, I really spent a lot of time in my career putting on a certain brand, putting on a certain persona of what uh, being a career woman was. 
And it took time to take that down. And it was not painless. It was not one day I showed up in the office as my authentic self and um, revealed to the world that I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. And uh, and immediately the company I worked for with no risk uh, gave me a new job and let me start doing something else. Um, that's not usually how it flows. Usually we have to take baby steps one at a time towards revealing more of ourselves in the workplace, towards creating a new network, towards creating new opportunities, so that slowly but surely we can realign ourselves if we have been disingenuous in, in who we were previously. You know, I think it's such an exciting time, Courtney, because we're on the brink of a culture shift and I can see bits of it evolving in the workforce, as you just mentioned. And thank you for sharing your own personal experience. I know uh, in the leadership training nomenclature, there's there's a, a seismic shift, right, from mm-hmm. and in control to more authentic leadership. And words like humility and authenticity are now becoming the norm. And, and that gives me great hope because I think yes. this ability to be authentic and, and meaningful and purposeful and fulfilled in our life requires that our leaders subscribe to that as well. Courtney, we're going to be right back after a quick break and continue this great conversation. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to learn more about. We want this podcast to serve you in all of your career and life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. So, Courtney, I was grateful that you shared uh, a vulnerable experience that you had, you know, bringing that authentic self to work and, and what the challenges were. What's the baby step for someone listening around the world to take if they're wanting to integrate a more spiritual belief into their work life? And again, thank you for the context of it It need not be a religious sentiment. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. But how do, how do you start? How do you give yourself permission to go there? It's funny that you said, how do you give yourself permission? Uh, the baby step is actually giving yourself the permission. I, I had a conversation earlier this past week with, with someone who who had experienced an unfortunate life circumstance where a young, healthy, close friend of theirs had passed away and it suddenly awakened them, um, I would say spiritually, uh, to thinking about what do they want out of life? What what are they really doing here? Are they playing it too safe? They, they, they actually sought me out because they felt like I'm having all these impulses about wanting to shake my career up. And I'm worried that I'm being erratic. I'm worried that the grief is causing me to just want to do rash things. And, and so they were speaking almost, almost tell me to be patient. I know you believe in patience. Tell me that. Um, and that really wasn't the advice that I had. The, the advice that I have was to pay attention to this baby step. Um, we can certainly drift back off into sleep of the monotony of being busy, of pursuing achievements, because that just appears to be what everyone else is doing. Or we can take these moments, and I hope my book might be that moment or spark for someone, but, but life provides plenty of moments and sparks, frankly. Uh, where we can pause and say, I think there should be more. 
And even if I don't see everyone around me experiencing more, I'm willing to believe it's possible for me. And and that is, it sounds like a small baby step, but it's actually a seismic shift. Uh, Most people struggle with even pursuing to be daring because unlike a job search, a job search has a very clean and straightforward process. When I advise people on what to do with their resume and their career story and how to start networking, interview prep, and even ultimately offer negotiation, which I I do a lot of in my work. Um, There is a philosophy that can be taught. There are expectations that can be set. Um, There's obviously still unpredictability in when opportunities will come up, but there's a lot of safety in knowing that there's a clear process. Um, And unfortunately, when you are trying to live fulfilled when you are trying to live what you spiritually believe, it's not as clear of a process. You actually have to meet every single day with the intention of, okay, I'm going to not make it about me today. I'm going to surrender to this day. I'm going to fully show up as my authentic self. And even though those things sound small, they sound small in in the course of one day, it is all of those days stacked together that starts moving your life in a different direction. You know, I'm so grateful for the phrase, you need to pay attention, right? And really uh, be aware of your emotions so you can identify and, and realize what fulfillment looks like. And, and the word surrender really resonates. So thank you for sharing that. Coach to coach, those are really strong words that I think our audience can um, can relate to. So in the book, I found it fascinating. You talked about having a strong work community and and how these relationships will really impact your fulfillment. Tell us what that looks like, because sometimes, well, I'll just give an example. I'm sure many of the people listening around the world could nod their head in agreement to the funky boss or the difficult colleague, right? It happens. Humans are complicated. So how do you find your work people? So there, there are three types of, of work people that, that I suggest anyone seeking to truly live fulfilled have. Um, the first one is what I call in the book a sustainer. And a sustainer may not be involved in your work life, but they ultimately need to be trying to live out the same beliefs that you have. Um, and so by that, I don't mean the same religion. Um, I just mean if you're trying to be patient, if you're trying to incorporate surrender into your life, you need to have some people around you that are also trying to do that same work. Um, It can be very challenging if we're in a high achieving, everything is about more money or just more more everything, frankly. Um, If you're existing in that environment, you're going to need some people around you that help you take a break and realize that this isn't the kind of life we're, we're trying to build. Um, I can help support you in working through showing up more authentically and the challenges and, and fears that come along with that. Uh, the second group is call, I call mentors, but they're a little bit different um, than what we traditionally think of as mentors. Uh, oftentimes mentors are meant to try to show us the path. They've, they've gone where we've been, they've been where we're trying to go. Um, And they're trying to show us the path forward. And this is similar, but you're looking for someone who has actually tried to navigate both the spiritual world as well as the the human work world, frankly. Um, The reason you need to have someone like this in your life is because they are just going to 
help you take on more uncertainty. They're, they're not going to need you to have worked out every step of a path. They're going to trust and believe when you say, I really feel called to this, or my soul feels joyful when I'm doing this work. They're going to understand that this is the direction you need to go and not try to entangle you with some of the real world fears that ultimately you will have to deal with. I mean, we do need to get paid and we have to pay our bills and, and all those things are legitimately important. Um, but oftentimes we don't even get started in the direction to see if we can figure that out because we don't have the mentors that encourage us and show us how to take those baby steps. And then finally, the last one is really optional. Um, they're, they're workmates. And so this is if your life is entangled with another human being, if you are married or have a partner or a spouse, uh, you really want to be aligned with the kind of life you're trying to live. And, and not just because it makes it easier to have spiritual discussions or, or have the same goals, but there's just some really practical aspects of life that if you have a workmate that is also seeking fulfillment as their highest priority versus, versus achievement versus max accumulation, um, you're going to live your life practically different. You're going to have a point where you can say, I financially have enough. You're going to think about how to utilize time differently. You're going to be able to invest both time and money into passions in a way that you couldn't if you constantly needed to have the biggest house on the block or if you constantly needed to take the fanciest of trips so that you could have all the social media posts. Um, and, and none of those luxuries in life are a problem, but being aligned with your workmate on what are we really trying to do in this life and what do we want our work to matter and, and how will we be fulfilled really creates some practical unity that's so important if you're going to try to do something daring. It is all about alignment, isn't it? Courtney, as we wrap, what's the one action step that a listener could take to really start to move forward in this direction of alignment, right? And giving themselves permission, as you talked about so beautifully earlier, to think about what is meaningful and what does fulfillment look like? Because we love to encourage people with, with specific actions. So what's your wisdom there? I would start with really assessing, are you living what you believe in all areas of your life? Um, so I, I would start with sitting down, um, frankly, maybe just with pen and paper and, and saying, these are the things that I deem important in, in the human being I want to be in the life I want to lead. And as that really translating in the work that I'm doing, it, it is in seeing the problem that you take the first step forward. And, and I would absolutely start there. Beautifully put. Courtney, thank you so much for joining me today on Your Working Life. I learned a lot. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And your book is titled Working Whole, How to Unite Your Spiritual Beliefs and Your Work to Live Fulfilled. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review because this helps people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like to hear on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And I want to give a shout out to my wonderful podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. 
thank you for the extraordinary work you do to make this show awesome for our audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.